The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the United States? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Over $30,000 up for grabs over the season. Go to OddsCrowd.com to sign up. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed. We are ready to roll with another edition of our podcast all about the sweet science. Mix it up, get between the ropes, and let's see what happens. At least we hope that some of these fights keep coming off because right now we've had them drop left, right, and down the middle because of COVID-19 and other reasons. Let's be optimistic, though, as we get ready for the weekend and the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat competent host of the show. Momentarily, senior writer and columnist from BoxingScene.com, Keith Eidick will be here straight ahead to bring some sanity, to bring some insight to the podcast. Uh, He will be talking about the Oscar Valdez controversy. Valdez ready to defend his world featherweight title coming still on Friday night. Uh, Also, uh, Oscar De La Hoya out. Evander Holyfield in for whatever this is going to be on Triller, a Saturday night pay-per-view. Keith will have thoughts on all of that straight ahead in a moment. Later in the podcast, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Marquise Johns is here with all of his insight on everything going on. And we'll have fight odds and predictions for our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and their network of shows. Reminder, however you found this podcast, Social media links, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, et cetera. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Find us, follow us. You do not, you do not have to pay for this podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcast or Spotify. They are charging people if you want to under a subscription. You do not have to subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Just follow us. Podcast is for free anywhere you get podcasts. Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Come find us, follow us, and subscribe. It comes automatically to you. We're usually here in the preview mode on Fridays, headed to the weekend. If the events are big enough, we'll come back in with a recap podcast as well, depending on how big the fight is, et cetera. If you're subscribed, you don't have to worry about it. You get the podcast automatically. That is the whole point. Let's get started. Let's get rolling. Here he is from BoxingScene.com. I love the insight. I love the fact, as I can see him right now, that he is repping the New York Knicks. 
uh, while we're talking on video. I am repping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all have our loyalties. We all have our allegiances. Hello, Keith Eidick. Good to have you back on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, brother. Hey, TJ. I appreciate you having me, man. How you doing? I am good. You and I are both uh, going over off the year our fantasy football drafts and rosters, and uh, it is that time of the year where everybody drafts their team and thinks they're going to go undefeated, and then the season starts, and it all goes down the toilet. But that's me. I, I'm with you. I, I, I never think I'm going to go undefeated because I, because I always have trouble with running backs. So if somebody gets hurt or somebody gets demoted or yes, whatever, you know, we're going to figure it out. We're going to all figure it out together. So fun with fantasy football and it's never a dull moment with boxing. So let's jump right in as it stands. How many times can I qualify? How many things on this podcast? Here comes the first qualifier as it stands at the time we're taping this interview, Keith, we believe the Oscar Valdez main event fight is happening for ESPN top rank WBC featherweight championship. Valdez undefeated, but drug controversy. You cannot sugarcoat this. He tested positive for a banned stimulant. Fenteramine uh, is, is a stimulant, and it is something that enhances your performance. Not only does he test positive and he's still allowed to fight, but the WBC says we have no problem. We're going to let him still be the champ. We're not going to strip him of the title. So that is the backdrop for his title defense Friday night at the time that we're taping in Tucson, Arizona. Keith, what are your thoughts on all of this mess, please? Well, primarily, TJ, my thought is that this fight should not have moved forward. That's the consensus of anyone with any kind of ethical or moral code that they adhere to here. Look, what they will tell you is this is the story from the Oscar Valdez team is that he was drinking an herbal tea because he wanted to stop drinking coffee and the herbal tea triggered this positive result. Who knows, right? I mean, anything's possible. I don't know what Oscar Valdez put in his body or what he did not. What I do know is that this is on Vada's list of banned substances, right? Vada obviously runs the clean boxing program for the WBC. Now, the loophole here, unfortunately, is that the tribal commission that is overseeing and regulating this event is not obligated to adhere to VADA. The WBC should be obligated to adhere to VADA because they have hired VADA to run their clean boxing program. So my whole thing is, and it's the point that many people have made over the last week, is why even have PED testing if you're going to ignore positive results, right? Now, the, the, the people say, oh, Oscar Valdez is a nice per- Oscar Valdez is a very nice person. What does that have to do with the fact that he popped positive for this banned substance? Look, this we're not on the honor system here. People's lives are at stake. And that is not a melodramatic statement as it pertains to boxing, TJ, as you well know, because every time these guys walk up those steps, you don't know that you're going to walk back down. You're not guaranteed that return trip to the locker room, that return home to your family. So this is not baseball where you're hitting the ball you know, further because you're, you're enhanced or, or anything like your life is at stake. And if there are not people in place who are going to properly protect you and make sure that you have every opportunity to return home to your family, then shame on everyone involved. And a lot of meat on the bone that you said, I'm nodding along the podcast audience can't see me. Amen on why have a testing system 
if you're not going to adhere to a positive test. And a, and a couple of things that should be clear, um, if I didn't make it clear enough, and I know you were talking about this as well, there is no debate or dispute. Fenteramine is a stimulant. You listen to the drug experts talk about it. It's a performance-enhancing stimulant. It revives you. It energizes you. It also helps with weight loss as, a, as an appetite suppressant uh, as well. And it doesn't help matters, does it, Keith, that the story was about the herbal tea, yet some have done some investigative reporting and they can't find any herbal tea that has fenteramine in it. It doesn't mean that it can't happen. Nobody's been able to find it. And then Valdez himself like undid the whole narrative and the whole story because he was talking to Mark Kriegel of ESPN uh, in advance of this fight and said, and I quote, didn't stick to the herbal tea narrative. He said, I don't know what happened. I don't know how it got in my body. That's bad. That is bad for credibility. That is, that is me saying it um, on this. And there is precedent too, Keith, of the WBC stripping fighters for a positive pre-fight drug test. And they're not even following their own precedent. They've almost turned this into a joke. The WBC featherweight title is now a joke. Fair? Absolutely. And remember, TJ, they've stripped guys for for I don't say I want to say lesser offenses, but something in the case of David Benavidez that was not a performance enhancing drug. He tested positive for cocaine and to send a statement to David Benavidez to get his act together. They stripped him of the WBC 168 pound title. And if, if he would have beat the test or whatever, he wasn't tested around the time that he had cocaine in his system, he would have moved forward with his following fight and no one would have known anything about it. And cocaine obviously is not a performance enhancer, but they made that statement to David Benavidez. So why not make that statement to Oscar Valdez, who, as you said, made this even worse by stating to Mark Kriegel that he doesn't know how it got there. Well, the, you're responsible. Every boxer is responsible for what he ingests in his body. Again, is it possible that this, that, that this was a harmless mistake? Anything's possible, I suppose. But he's responsible, just like Canelo Alvarez was responsible for however it got into his system, whether it was contaminated meat or whatever. And look, let's not, you know, I, I'm not casting aspersions on anyone. But what I will say is that Eddie Reynoso trains Canelo Alvarez and yep. Eddie Reynoso trains Oscar Valdez. Yep. So at the very least in that camp, they need to be more conscious of what's going into their body at the very least. Well said. And, and I'll even go a step further. You lose the moral high ground. How about that for a nice way to phrase it here on an interview on the big fight weekend podcast, you have no moral high ground when it keeps happening out of your own out of your own gym here for all the successes that Canelo has had and other fighters around Reynoso. There, there are question marks when this goes on. Um, all right. So that fight will take place on Friday night. That is controversial. Will you also have you here for just a few more moments? Uh, the Oscar De La Hoya, uh, Vitor Belfort exhibition or fight or whatever it was going to be had some intrigue. De La Hoya's return to the ring after more than 10 years away in retirement but now he has COVID-19. He can't fight. The fight moves cross-country, Keith, from Los Angeles to my neck of the woods in the sunshine state of Florida. And 58-year-old, nearly 59-year-old Evander Holyfield now slides in. 
I know we cover this stuff and write about this stuff. Keith, how much are you rolling your eyes at this? What Triller is putting on for the pay-per-view that it's now Holyfield in place of De La Hoya. Well, I, I, I mean, my eyes couldn't roll more, I guess. My eyes were rolling prior to this all co- going down, TJ. And no offense to the wonderful state of Florida, but boy, they'll allow anything there, won't they? I mean, <laughs> when, I, when I first saw that Donald Trump wasn't, they sent out a press release last night that Donald Trump, you know, is going to be uh, part of the broadcast, uh, part of the, well, it's a secondary broadcast. Right. It's an alternative broadcast. I mean, look, I didn't, Donald Trump doesn't know a lot about politics and I didn't want to hear him talk about that. And, that, and now we're going to have him broadcasting boxing. I mean, and look, would anyone have been surprised if someone said, Hey, Donald Trump is going to fight. I don't know, pick another 80 year old person that he was going to fight. They'll allow anything in Florida. So, Hey, you know, why not just throw it onto the card or would that make it ridiculous? I'm not sure. It's already but as ridiculous as it can be. Can the, it not? My, my point precisely, but, but, but look, they're until they stop making money off these farcical fights, they're going to continue doing it. But what we ultimately have here, unfortunately, TJ is in short, we had a 48 year old person who has not boxed in nearly 13 years, who was supposed to fight at 180 pounds against someone who has boxed officially one time in his life and is a retired MMA fighter who has been now replaced by a 58 year old heavyweight, a heavyweight. I mean, so now yes. I guess Belfort is just going to stop, you know, has stopped trying to make weight. And, and I, look, the whole thing is silly. Triller has an, a financial obligation to Evander Holyfield because he was supposed to fight Kevin McBride. I'm not really sure why he was going to fight Kevin McBride, who should remain retired, did not look good toward the end of his career. It's not like Kevin McBride beat Evander Holyfield. He beat Mike Tyson. So if you were going to have Mike Tyson come back and fight Kevin McBride, there would be some dramatic storyline there, but there's not. And Evander Holyfield beat Mike Tyson twice. So what is the point of him fighting Kevin McBride? There's even less of a point of him fighting Vitor Belfort. It makes no sense. It shouldn't be happening. And look, I, I can only hope that as we move forward toward the end of 2021 and into 2022, that these type of events are a thing of the past because what purpose does it serve? Now, if the one thing I will say is if people want to buy it, you're free to buy whatever you want. I would just question, why do you want to see this? Why would you want to see Evander Holyfield at 58 years old box someone who's 14 years younger than him, who's boxed one time officially in his entire life? So let's just say Evander Holyfield beats him. Who cares? Like, What is the point of it? If, if Holyfield were to fight Tyson, well, obviously, then you have something because they're comparable in age and they have all this history and Tyson lost the two fights, particularly the second bite fight in dramatic fashion. You would have something there to be incredible drama. I, I wouldn't want to see it from an age. Can I, can I add to what you're saying? Because I'm in agreement with what you're saying. I believe this thing went completely off the rails because the Triller people, and a lot of this is documented and out there, the Triller people were in negotiation with Tyson to fight Holyfield. To your exact point, that would have created a lot of interest in the whole Legends thing. That disintegrated. Holyfield demanded too much money. Tyson didn't want to fight him. Whatever the truth is, wherever that is, that disintegrated. But Triller still believed, I believe, that fight can still happen. Tyson and Holyfield, they'll eventually agree. For right now, we'll do Tyson and Roy Jones. But eventually, the one that everybody will be interested in 
is Tyson and Holyfield three if we can get to it. In the meantime, we know this. Tyson is so angry with Triller, he doesn't want anything to do with him. Triller wants to sue Mike Tyson to keep him from fighting somebody else. And we got that drama. In the meantime, Holyfield's got nobody to fight. To your point, that's the legends concept. And I'm in a complete agreement with you. The relevance of him fighting Vitor Belfort, it doesn't mean anything. I just, I am concerned for Evander's health and safety at this point that he doesn't get seriously hurt. And I'm not being overdramatic here on the podcast. No, Keith, no. are you sharing it with me? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Who is concerned about Evander Holyfield's yeah. health and safety? It, it would appear to be no one. And, and to your point, TJ, <laughs> you said Evander Holyfield has no one to fight. He should not have anyone to fight. He's 58 years old and he hasn't fought in 10 years. He should not. He should be enjoying his life as yeah. a, an ambassador to boxing who makes money off of everything that he left in the ring for, you know, 25 years or whatever. And that's what Evander Holyfield's role in boxing should be. He should not be stepping through the ropes, even if they're two minute rounds and Belfort doesn't have a lot of experience. Who cares? Evander Holyfield is 50. He'll be 59 years old next month. Why is he still boxing in any capacity? Well said. Again, Triller will put the card on. We'll see who watches. Couple moments left. Keith Idick here, senior writer, boxingscene.com. So the Brandon Figueroa fight is the latest one with Stephen Fulton that is off due to COVID-19. We'll wait to see the official word. Is it rescheduled for later in the year? Is Fulton fighting somebody else? We're trying to figure that out. Keith, I, I use this phrase often. When does it end? Where does it end? How many more fights are we going to lose? Because guys either, and again, I'm not going on the, on the campaign that you have to be vaccinated, but if you're not going to be vaccinated, you've got to be more careful. You've got a negative test. You've got to have people around you. They're negative testing because you're on the verge of having a fight that is a significant fight. And whether it's Teofimo Lopez, Tyson Fury. We mentioned David Benavides earlier. I'm going down the roll call. Connor Ben, Oscar De La Hoya, Brandon Figueroa. We've now had six different instances where somebody has, has basically sabotaged, self-sabotaged their own role in a main event. Where does it end? I don't expect you to give me an answer. I'm just being dramatic. I'm being rhetorical. Where does it end? Is it going to end? Well, hope, hopefully it will end because it, it changes a lot of people's uh, travel itineraries and all that type of thing. I was, I was supposed to go to the fight next week. Not that that matters to anyone, but right. um, you know, it, it just, you know, primarily it, it was a really good fight. It, it's a, it's a 122 pound title unification fight, two undefeated guys. Some people would argue that Brandon Figueroa lost to Jose Seha. He, uh, Julio Seha, excuse me. He has a, a draw on his record from that fight in November, 2019, but it's a great fight. Figueroa is coming off the biggest win of his career. He stopped Luis Neary in his last fight. Uh, Fulton is an excellent boxer who said he was going to fight Brandon Figueroa. He wasn't going to box Brandon Figueroa. He's going to fight him and beat him at his own game. Whether he would have done that, we won't learn probably until November-ish because this fight will be rescheduled. Um, they, they opted not to put Stephen Fulton in the ring with a replacement opponent next week because they wanted him just to take a little time off, allow Brandon Figueroa to recover, and then they can reschedule what – you know, it's, it's a fight fans fight. It's not a, obviously a mainstream sports fan type of fight, but it's one of the best fights in the lower weight classes that can be made. And it's, it's, you know, it's a shame that this happened, of course, but it, it also, what you mentioned earlier, TJ, it's a tricky thing in the sense that um, even if you're vaccinated, you can, obviously we know that you can still get mm -hmm. COVID and, and that has happened to guys who are vaccinated. So 
Um, it doesn't completely prevent you from getting it. But as you said, being more careful with who you allow into your camp, who you spar with, which Stephen Fulton has done, by the way, he's gone to extreme measures to do that because remember he had COVID last year and it po uh, postponed his world title fight uh, against Angelo Leo, which later happened in January. And he won the title from Leo who won a vacant title when they were supposed to fight. So uh, Fulton's very cognizant of, it. it's unfortunate for him because he squandered basically an entire training camp here, but the fight will be rescheduled. And again, it's one of the better fights, in the lower weight classes that can be made. Let's hope I don't hold out a lot of hope. Let's hope that the guys get smarter and understand the significance of this uh, because it is serious stuff, but it's also costing. I mean, the, the, this is not insignificant for Showtime to have to scrap a fight card that they were planning on showing people's employment. That kind of thing is all being predicated and revolving around it. Um, and, and and we've done it way too many times. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. We've done it way too many times so far. Hopefully it doesn't continue. I, I love uh, whenever I get the chance, and hopefully it does continue, to talk to Keith Eidick. Please read him, BoxingScene.com. Uh, there is no better guy right now in terms of analysis, breaking news, the whole bit uh, on BoxingScene.com to read and keep up with. Follow him at Eidick Boxing, by the way, I-D-E-C, Eidick Boxing on Twitter. Find him at BoxingScene.com. Keith, I love it. Uh, good luck. Uh, with everything, everybody stay safe. Everybody stay healthy. Good luck to your fantasy football teams as the NFL <laughs> season gets underway. Thank you for hanging with me on the Big Fight Weekend podcast and bringing some wisdom and some sanity to the show. Hey, TJ, I really appreciate the kind words. Appreciate you having me on. Good luck with your fantasy football. I know you got a lot of travel coming up, so safe travels, and uh, we'll be in touch soon. We'll talk again soon. All right, much more on the way. Marquise Johns also joining me uh, as we continue along. Stay with us. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, it, pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75 to 1 after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for $400, a 300% return before the season ever begins. Think of PropSwap like the stock market 
but for sports betting, buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. If you haven't already downloaded Odds Crowd's app, you're missing out. The free roll fantasy contest is taking place on Odds Crowd this year. Ten grand for the best NFL better and sides are included this year. Also, a weekly $100 SGPN exclusive contest just for people that have the SGPN app downloaded. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both the season-long and weekly contests for the NFL and college football, and the boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us as well. Here's how it works. Once you get in the contest, you track your bets against the real odds and the lines, much like you do with any pick-tricking app. The most profitable players will rise up on the leaderboard, and if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, then you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PicksWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection, and then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PicksWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PicksWise promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if you've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks, I know, you think, what's the catch? 
But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. As promised, he has been waiting. He's been shadow boxing. We finally notified him in the dressing room. Come on to the ring for the ring walk and get in here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Senior writer Marquise Johns. Uh, how you feeling as we have now uh, flipped the calendar, gone into September, another weekend of fights coming up. How are things? Pretty good, TJ, but you flipped the calendar forward. We might want to flip it back at this point. This is brutal so far going into this first week of September early on. It's it's up there. <laughs> we we thought that, for example, we were going to get Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort. And instead, since last we did the podcast, he's got COVID-19. Mm. So now Evander Holyfield slides into his place. More on that in a moment. Uh, we thought we were going to get a Brandon Figueroa fight with Stephen Fulton, mm-hmm. super bantamweight, Unification world title fight for next weekend, September 18th. That's off due to COVID-19. Marquise, it is almost easier to keep track of the fights that aren't canceled by COVID-19 over the course of the last two or three months than the ones that are canceled right now. TJ, this is pretty scary stuff and how the fighter of the year in COVID is taking over once again to close out the year. And what makes it even worse, TJ, is that the fights that are supposedly scheduled on the board now that people are actually looking forward to may have the same problem if this COVID falling through. It, it, it happened before with the fights in October. It's coming down the line with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder and, and Tiffima Lopez and George yep. Cambosis. Will that reappear again? I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous at this point. It is. All right. Um, I want to go back to what we were just talking with Keith Eidick about before you came on here, and that is the controversy around Oscar Valdez with the understanding that at the time that Marquise and I are taping the podcast, we believe that Valdez is going to defend the title against the little known Brazilian. Uh, did we come up with how we're going to pronounce this name? Because I've heard it a couple of different ways. I know Carlos Toro was pronouncing it for us uh, when he was on. 
Concicayo is how we're going to say it, or Concicayo. Uh, in any event, the Brazilian yeah. opponent of Oscar Valdez isn't given much of a chance in this. We believe this fight's going to come off, but Marquise, it's one thing if the fight was coming off, but for the WBC to still sanction this as a world title fight and let Valdez keep his title when he clearly, as we were talking about with Keith Eidick, he clearly tested positive for a PED, for a stimulant, for a banned substance. Give me some more. We've been writing about it. Give me some more on this. You know what, TJ? I've been sitting on this for about a week, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp that the rest of everybody else is just falling. Everyone's been falling up the escalator on all of this, and that's coming from their story being reported by Coppinger, first off, with being a diuretic, first of all. Now it's a, now it was a stimulant to uh, WBC not doing anything, to WADA and VADA not doing anything, to the Indian tribe not doing anything. A, a lot of folks not doing anything, TJ, except falling on their laurels here. And it's very disappointing only for the simple fact that it's well documented at this point that Valdez clearly knew what he was taking. It wasn't herbal tea. It wasn't a trace elements. They, they found it. He got caught with it. He should be, like as we mentioned on the last podcast, TJ, he should be stripped of his title like they do with everybody else who fails a drug test and then make it up, make, make it open, 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 open for open sale. But no, nah, uh, apparently there's a vested interest on everybody involved in this TJ yep. to top yep. rank in the Indian trip at the casino site fee to the questionable drug testing. That's why it's in Arizona to begin with. Let's not, let's not forget uh, guys in Arizona. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez had a fight there because his test in Vegas was no good. So there's that going on. There's this fight where Valdez was had Valdez's people have been telling him all sorts of things where he went from the, uh, I was taking purple defense TJ to the Alex Rodriguez. Well, it certainly wasn't Tic Tac's defense. It's this is, this is a dumpster fire on a, on a level that no one cannot comprehend TJ. And it's, it's very sad. Well, and other fighters have brought this up. A couple of them that I've seen that have brought this up that how do you tell anybody else that you can't take a stimulant in, in terms of the WBC and VADA testing when you're allowing Valdez to keep his title and fight when everybody's acknowledging he tested positive for a stimulant. Uh, I think it's a great argument, and yet it is apparently going to happen Friday night in Tucson, Arizona, uh, for Oscar Valdez. I, just one more time, what about that larger point where other fights, other fighters are saying, how do you have VADA testing here? If somebody's going to pop for an illegal stimulant, a PED, which this clearly is, one drug expert after another is saying, uh, uh, fenteramine is absolutely a stimulant. It wakes yes. you up. It, it helps you train. It helps you with the weight loss. It helps you with everything. Yeah. How are you going to tell anybody else they can't test positive and keep and keep their, but you have no credibility. You have zero TJ. And the problem now is that the WBC had made this long, boring, uh, legal zoom letter on Friday, pretty much, uh, Pretty much they pled no contest, TJ, what the letter they came out with, pretty much saying, hey, Valdez had this stimulant in it, but it had trace amounts. It was a, a fresh hold that we thought was okay, blase, blase. But you, once you let open the floodgates, TJ, to, to let trace amounts and how many other athletes, fighters, boxers who are on the same VADA program are going to do the exact same thing? And then they can just immediately point to once they fill a drug test, hey. They let Valdez fight. Why not me? It's a bad precedent, and it's very, very poor. The fact that that, that I'm even surprised even top rank, if despite the fact of having this fight go on, is even letting this fight happen at this point. You, you would think at some point, at some point, TJ, 
the 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 integrity of the sport has to take over for business, but clearly business is taking over at this point, and it's That's very that, there very it is. Follow the money, as we always say on this podcast. Yeah. And I like what you said when you began the comments, and we're about to move on, which yeah. is it's almost like everybody played past the buck. So the Indian tribe has a vested interest in Arizona; they want the show to go on. Yeah. So then you've got then you've got top rank basically saying, "Well, it's not us; it's it's the tribe." The tribe says, "Let it go on," and then you've got the they WBC the saying. The WBC saying, well, you know, if the tribe doesn't have a problem and top rank and ESPN don't have a problem, then then we'll concoct that it wasn't a, a big enough amount of an illegal stimulant. So we'll let the show go on. Everybody just passed the buck uh, on this. And uh, everybody's it, passing it along, TJ. And I think, honestly, in the way they're passing it along, it it all points back to and then I hate to do this. It all points back to Coppinger had Coppinger rightfully said the first off rip that this was not a diuretic in an actual uh, stimulant, we probably wouldn't have had a lot of the CYA past the buck plausible deniability going on here, but that's what happened. And these guys are all just following suit afterwards. I do think it's interesting that Tim Bradley's already on the record. I hope Valdez gets knocked out on Friday night. Uh, And he's, and he has his very strong comments on an ESPN uh, boxing themed show on ESPN plus with Bernardo Ozuna with Andre Ward where, I mean, that that's rare for a guy that is about to call the fight and is supposed to be objective is saying on the record, Tim Bradley, I hope he gets knocked out because I said, this guy is one of the stars. He's one of my heroes. And now he's gone and done this. And he was really defending the integrity of the sport. Uh, but I, I thought that your opinion, please. I thought that was very strong from a guy that's supposed to commentate and be kind of down the middle when he calls the fight Friday night. Yeah, TJ, I'm actually intrigued in this broadcast for this fight, now, by the way, because not only did Tim Bradley say that, Andre Ward came off off the rip on Twitter last week pretty much saying the exact same thing, hoping, hey, we don't want cheaters helping our sport out. So it's, it's going to be fun seeing this broadcast, and these guys have to have to root for it. Or, I mean, both fighters are on top rank. It does, that, that part's no big deal. But the, the champion fighter here, Oscar Valdez, is, the, is top rank's golden boy, was arguably in the conversations for fighter of the year after his win over Bert Schell. This, this drug test puts all of that 86, and now he has a, a commentary team which is known for pirating people, i.e. Jarrell Miller when he was banned. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the, the fireworks and the, the words from uh, Tim Bradley and Juicy all Juice. All right, we will find out on that. Let's get into the odds a little bit and some of the predictions, not just for this fight card, but also we have the Triller Show, Saturday night, Hard Rock Casino, uh, just north of Miami in Hollywood, Florida, South Florida. Kind of a Vander Holyfield's home away from home now and why this fight was moved cross-country on just about eight or nine days' notice from Los Angeles and the Staples Center. No Oscar De La Hoya for the draw there. Hey, Vitor Belfort, hope you hadn't set up camp in Los Angeles with all your peeps and all your people because you're coming <laughs> all the way back east three time zones to fight in Miami on eight days' notice to fight in Holyfield's backyard. So in any event, we'll get to all of the Saturday and the, and the uh, show there and the card there. On the top rank ESPN Plus card for Friday night, I know you're interested in uh, two of the fights that are on the undercard, including Gabriel Flores on the undercard here, Marquise. Tell me a little more real quick on the odds. Absolutely, TJ. Yeah, on the undercard of this uh, Valdez uh, con- uh, Concial the debacle here uh, is actually a really good card and easily teaches the, the. This is the fight card of the weekend, which is probably one of the reason why this thing is probably not being scrapped. But in one of those fights is uh, Gabriel Flores is uh, undefeated. Gabriel Flores, their, their prospect is up against uh, Luis uh, Alberto. Uh, I want to say Albert, uh, uh, Luis Alberto. I want to say is his name on there, on there actually, and. Uh, He's a he's a live underdog, TJ. He was last seen on a showbox card facing Ruben Villa 
and gave him a tough time uh, to a points loss. So that's going to be really interesting as well as the co-main event, which has a uh, Jumbo Nakatani uh, taking on uh, for his, uh, his uh, lightweight flyweight title, uh, Angel Acosta, which is a really good fight, by the way. Angel Acosta, TJ, uh, two years ago was jobbed by Elwin Soto in their fight two years ago where he was easily the winner. And that all fell by the wayside. So now he's on the redemption trail here to get this, uh, get become a two-time champion. And then just, he's, he has a possibility of doing it on Saturday. All right. So again, Nakatani is the WBO uh, flyweight champion. Luis Alberto Lopez is Lopez. the fighter you were talking about that's plus 550. Fighting Gabe Flores, unbeaten kid that's that's been featured on some of the undercards of other top-ranked shows, up-and-coming star. We'll see what happens in yeah. that fight. Valdez, by the way, is minus 1,400 Ooh. with Robinson Canciao, if that's how you say it. Yeah. Um, and Canciao does have an amateur win over Valdez. That's part of the backdrop for this pl- uh, fight. The Brazilian is also an Olympic medalist previously, previously as well, but he's lightly regarded. He's plus 700. You're not even interested in a taste in that at all uh, for the underdog. Not at all. TJ, we at, at, they, bookmakers call this in the business, a sucker bet. And this clearly is a sucker bet <laughs> for the simple fact that uh Concial hasn't had the competition nor the pedigree of fights in terms of just in terms of Valdez, where it's one of those things where uh, unless Valdez fights with one arm behind his back he's not going to lose this fight bizarrely i'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna throw that out there only because it's simply like that council is not the biggest puncher in the world as well and that's two things going against him against valdez tainted for oscar valdez for sure as he gets into the ring on friday also on friday earlier in the day u.s time a couple of fights in europe one of them is tony yoka the unbeaten french uh, heavyweight Yoka, former 2016 gold medalist in super heavyweight in boxings, unbeaten, uh, expected to win over Peter Milas. Uh, that that one is in Paris. Uh, Yoka, again, a national favorite there, up and coming, unbeaten heavyweight. Simultaneous around the same time in Austria, of all places, Philip <laughs> Hergovic, unbeaten Croatian, Heavily favored to win by knockout against his opponent, Marco Radonich, if I got mm-hmm. that name right. So Hergovic fighting in Austria during the day, U.S. time Friday. Yoka also fighting in France during the day, U.S. I know you're going to be all over it for BigFightWeekend.com. And you're looking for knockouts from both of these guys, Marquise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, TJ, uh, BigFightWeekend.com, your source for all boxing news, past, present, and future. We'll keep an eye on all these fights over the weekend as well, especially on Friday afternoon. Uh, Tony Yoka should win either by stoppage or a never dull points decision. This, at, at some point with Tony Yoka, he's going to have to actually put his foot on the gas and actually knock somebody out at some point. He's been he's been sleepwalking through the last, these past few fights to some easy decision wins against lesser opposition. Same thing with Hergovic. Hergovic was, was, the, was at one point, TJ, the IBF title eliminator against Michael Hunter. And Michael Hunter went to t- took the Triller money, and Hergovic was left holding uh, Marco Radonovic uh, in Austria for his fight <laughs> instead. So, needless to say, uh, Hergovic got, got the Hergovic, by the way, is a minus three thousand favorite, and we don't have an under over on rounds. But what is Marquise setting the under over? Do we think this thing goes five rounds, four rounds? Does, this thing doesn't go more than four. I don't think it goes any more than four. I, TJ, I was looking for tape on this guy, and 
A, there's not much of it, and B, uh, it's it's not good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it's only at three fouls. That's, that's when really does Hergovich get in there with Yoka? When does somebody get in the mix with a Joe Joyce who's unbeat? And again, Yoka and Joyce have amateur history because Yoka beat Joyce in the Olympics in 2016. That those are interesting fights. Those guys can can make something out of a triangle of fighting each other. Joyce, Hergovich, and Yoka, right? Yeah, and I, I'm out, and I wish one of these guys would actually call the phone and, and, and touch face and call each other on this where Hearn and, and Warren can put their size of difference for at least five minutes to get some of these fights start up. Like, cause Joyce would be an ideal candidate for Hergovic at this point, especially with rake, especially with stature, even Tony Yoka, Tony Yoka and, 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 and uh, Hergovic as well. I be these are not awful fights to be made. And these fights aren't being made for one reason or another. What Frank Warren, Lord knows DJ, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to say guys officially bankrupt because uh, he had a fight that was already, on paper fallout with uh, what Anthony Yarde and Lyndon Arthur for the five millionth time and, 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 and Arthur pulled out. So I'm, I'm intrigued on what's going on over there at the, at uh, the Queensbury side of things. Uh, also considering that their, their fighter as well had an ankle injury for their fight card this weekend uh, with Sonny Edwards, the IBF champ. Right. So I'm intrigued, but that card's even going to go on off, off of a hitch and knowing these Queensbury cards, TJ, these, these aren't the best to begin with off rip and, the main event just pulled out again. So if, if they if they push the record button on this, I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if that's the case. All right. So on Saturday, all things being equal, as we mentioned, yeah. uh, as we wind it down here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, there is whatever this is from the Triller show, the Triller Legends 2, as they're billing it, Evander Holyfield, four-time heavyweight world champ at nearly 59 years of age, Marquise. He's 59 in two months. He's 58 years old right now against 44-year-old former UFC light heavyweight champion Vitor Belfort. Belfort, very limited boxing experience. He had a couple of amateur fights. He had one professional boxing match back about five years ago, and it was a one-round KO. Oof. What do we make of this? Uh, the, the Vega, there are Vegas odds. It's an eight-round fight. Oh, my God. Uh, it is considered still an exhibition because of Holyfield's status at being 58 years of age. Um, all right. What about, I mean, there is wagering allowed on this. Both fighters right now listed as a minus minus one ten. I heard that huff and puff from you. You're staying way away from this, huh? I, I want no part of this, this, this quest to end boxing civilization as we know it fight card, which you know what, TJ, I, I, I originally had zero interest in watching this card. I mean, the card has, I think Andy Vincent and Jonah Carroll, like, like, as like the opener. I mean, that, that, that's whatever, but you got, you put this in the main event, uh, they, it, and it's still an exhibition and there's still money being put on this. It, it's, it's, it's kind of scary, TJ. And I'm also scared because Holyfield's getting in the ring at 59 years old, which is not ideal for anybody, let alone Evander Holyfield or anybody at that age. And, this could only end badly, TJ. Like, this, this is one of those things where it's like, I don't know how they're going to sign the paper off on this, where it's like, there can't be that much, TJ, there can't be that much money being made on these fight cards to justify a 59-year-old They're charging $49.95 still for the pay-per-view, and it's not Oscar De La Hoya. Again, Triller may be taking a real bloodbath financial loss on this. Uh, again, they've got former UFC champions, Tito Ortiz and Anderson Silva fighting each other on the undercard and the co-feature. They're hoping to draw in some kind of crowd at the uh, Hard Rock Casino. And even yeah. former President Trump and his son, Donald Trump Jr., will be on the broadcast. Jim Lampley, 
Can we talk about this for 3.9 seconds? The legendary yes. Hall of Fame boxing voice of HBO for 30 years, Jim Lampley, is finally going to be back calling fights. He's calling this fight card for Triller. And not only, does he have to, not only does he have to put up with the circus of <laughs> De La Hoya is out and Holyfield is in, but now he's got to put up with the circus of the Trumps that are on this as kind of a sideshow on the broadcast. I just wonder if privately Lampley is looking in the mirror saying, how, how did I get to this point? I'm in the Boxing Hall of Fame. I'm synonymous with having called the sport since the 80s. What does what this come to that I am Evander Holyfield against a UFC guy and the former president and his son are sidekicking on the broadcast? In the, in the, in the front for additional measure, TJ, there may or may be a possibility of Snoop Dogg being on the broadcast as well. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing Snoop Dogg inhale blunt smoke and blowing it at the, pre, the former president, by oh, the way. That's wow. going to be, that's gonna, that's gonna be must-see television. I, you know what? I'll pay 50 bucks to watch that. Now, that, not would be fight a better, that might be a better square off than anything on this card is Snoop yeah. Dogg against the former president. Uh, somehow, I'm, I think I'm, the Secret Service might be between them yeah, and the ring on that. It, it might be it might be hindering it. Uh, but anyway, hey, yeah. shout out. I, I am big on the sports media, the history of the sport, the play-by-play of the sport. And Jim Lampley is iconic. 72 years old now. That's hard to accept and believe. Mm. But Lampley involved for the first of what he believes will be several Triller fight cards. Let's hope for his sake that they get yeah, better and more credible. <laughs> He worked a lot of memorable Evander Holyfield fights, but Marquise, they were all 20 years ago, 20, 25 yes. years ago or more that he's were or longer with Holyfield. And now it comes back around that it's Holyfield in this fight with Belfort on Saturday. We must depart uh, shortly. Any final thoughts here, Marquise, as we wrap it up and head towards whatever this weekend is going to be in several different places, including Tucson, Arizona, uh, France, Austria, even uh, north of Miami, Florida for the Holyfield exhibition card. Anything else? I hope those who are going to this Hard Rock uh, Hollywood, Florida card with Holyfield and Belfort, uh, uh, keep, keep, just keep your money at the casino and put it, put it on the slot machine. Just don't, don't go inside. Just don't go inside. I'm, 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 it's, a, it's a better investment. The but. under over on the pay-per-view, which again, the pay-per-view is a forty nine ninety five pay-per-view for this. The under over is 53 thousand pay-per-view sales for Triller. I'm looking at the expression on your face. You ain't even buying 50,000 as the number. Legit. I don't I don't know 49,000 people who, who has a vested interest in this fight card, TJ. I know about 10. <laughs> and <laughs> not including family and friends of well, Ortiz, Anderson, and Holyfield. So. I don't know that we'll get a straight answer out, out of Triller anyway, good, bad, or indifferent on what the real audience is. You just wonder, is there some curiosity for Holyfield? Will the UFC guys draw in some audience, but this was clearly a different train uh, back eight, nine days ago with Oscar De La Hoya and fighting in Los Angeles. That's not the case. It's now Evander Holyfield. Yeah. By the way, arbitration. What arbitration? Let's go ahead and have this fight with uh, with Belfort. Yeah, TJ, what, what, happens from there. What, a, what a great way to cover up an arbitration lawsuit. Hey, go go ahead and slide into this on-call fight card we got you got you in the main event for. Uh, just, just out of coincidence, by the way. Paging Evander Holyfield to pick up the white courtesy phone. Evander Holyfield to pick up the white courtesy phone. And he has, and it will be happening on Saturday. Uh, Marquise, plug away one more time your social media. And, of course, we'll be uh, keeping everybody apprised of everything on the site. Plug away. 
absolutely. Bigfightweekend.com will keep you up to date on all this, the, the whatever this is in boxing for, for this weekend, nonetheless. There is legitimate fights, and at, at some point, of course, TJ, there'll be legitimate news to follow it. Now, keep an eye on that for that bigfightweekend.com. Uh, Week Sauce Radio is the Twitter handle to follow me at for all boxing news and shenanigans as well. Uh, been keeping an eye on, on people on social media in the social unrest of people complaining about these fight cards, and I got good news for everybody. There's more fight cards coming later. The key word is later. (laughs) And let's hope that, you know, we got to get, can I just say one more time? We got to get smarter with some of these guys and there's got to be more accountability. Yeah. If you're not going to be vaccinated and you're not going to be negative COVID testing yourself and everybody around you and you're, and you're jeopardizing or ruining fight cards for networks and whatever. I mean, it is, it has just become the wild West. We're adding up one after another, after another. And Brandon Figueroa is the latest one. And we blasted other guys. This is idiot stuff. This is a humongous potential fight for him with, uh, with Steven Fulton that he jeopardized and self-inflicted by not getting vaccinated. Apparently, Uh, you know, in Oscar De La Hoya's case, he was vaccinated. Yeah, But if you're not vaccinated at this point and you're not negative COVID testing yourself and those that are around you, your team, your sparring partners, idiot Hall of Fame stuff if you're taking those risks. You know what it is, TJ? I, and, and, and I get it for those who don't want to get the shot. I mean, it's you know, it's a flu season. You know, people get the flu shot. I wouldn't want that stuff either. But this is one of those things where you kind of have no choice at this point. That that ship's been sailed already out the ocean and is stuck in the Bermuda Triangle. You get the freaking shot already. What, what are you doing? Or, and at this point, or take more precautions like you yeah. were doing before with negative COVID tests and social distancing. Because you can't you can't be unvaccinated. You can't be with all the contagiousness if it's even the, the right w- way to phrase it, everywhere and not be taking precautions, social distancing, masks, negative COVID testing with your own people, your own sparring partners. Yeah. Uh, if you're recklessly going out in public without mask on, et cetera, while in training, I mean, you're asking for it. And we keep getting it. We keep getting this bad news over and over again. It's got to stop. It's- it's nuts and it has to stop. And for some reason, people still have this weird thing where they think they're invincible. And clearly, if the t- these past years of COVID hasn't taught anybody anything, is that no one is invincible to this. And it just has to be something that you have to be either take better care for it or just get the, get the shot and keep it moving. Where it's 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 one of those things, TJ, where I'm I'm surprised it's taken this long and we're still getting fights canceled. All the other major sports have figured this out. Boxing has it, and that's a bigger problem here, too, as well. <laughs> the lack of leadership. All right, well said, Marquise. We'll end it on that. Thank you. I know you'll be watching everything this weekend. Appreciate the time on the podcast. Absolutely, DJ. Thanks so much. There goes Week Sauce Radio. Thanks to Keith Eidek as well from BoxingScene.com, who was back with us earlier in the podcast for the breakdown of the Valdez title fight, ESPN top rank show Friday night, and then the Triller fight card, Legends 2, Holyfield, Belfort, and the undercard fight Saturday night from Miami. Again, Tony Yoka, Philip Hergovich fighting in separate locales. Yoka, France, Hergovich in Austria. Those will be on Friday afternoon, U.S. time. Marquise will be all over those as everything unfolds on Friday in the afternoon, U.S. time, recaps, etc. Uh, for now, we are done. Again, subscribe to this podcast, however you found it, however you heard about it, social media links, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, website, Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows. Subscribe away. And it comes automatically to you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the Big Fight Weekend podcast. And make sure you read the site as well, bigfightweekend.com. Follow us on social media at Big Fight Weekend on Twitter, Big Fight Weekend on Facebook. 
For now, we are done. Enjoy the weekend, and we thank you for being with us on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.